Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. to another edition of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison, a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and here with me uh, for his uh, very first uh, entry into the uh, Niner Noise podcast, filling in for uh, Peter Fantasy, who is on uh, paternity leave still. Um, hoping to, to hear back from him soon, but uh, we have a fellow Niner Noise contributor, Zachary Greer. Zach, how, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great, man. I, I'm pretty excited. I haven't done a podcast uh, as a guest in a long time, so it's great to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, for sure. And we're uh, definitely glad to to have you here. And I was excited that you were um, willing to to come and join me as we start to to move into the regular season. I mean, it's crazy to to think about that. It, it feels like it's been one of those things that's been a long time coming, even though it, you know, it, it really wasn't that long ago, I guess, when, when the 49ers season ended and, uh, for the, from, from last year, but, and, you know, this being a, a 12 month a year sport, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, ah, what, you know, it, it, it almost sneaks up on you if such a thing can happen, but, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. Um, we got, uh, we're recording this basically Tuesday night into the early morning <laughs> of Wednesday, uh, which means we're, we're not very far away from the, the season opener, um, for the overall NFL with that Thursday night football game, uh, with the Rams and the bills, but we don't have to talk about that. You know, the less we can have that about that conversation, uh, the better I think. Um, and, uh, then the 49ers heading to Chicago to open up, um, their regular season against the bears. So lots of cool things there, uh, to talk about. Um, I wanted to start because I, I did a little bit of a, of a reaction to the initial roster, um, and one of the reasons that I wanted you to, to, to join us is that you did a, um, a, a, a piece on Niner noise where you predicted the 53 man roster. Um, and I kind of went through it a little bit, uh, right before the roster came out as well, just kind of going back and forth, comparing what I thought to what you had. And we were, we were pretty close, pretty much on par with, with what, um, the 
what our thoughts were in terms of the comparisons. I think most of our numbers and, and our players were about the same. Of course, the big surprise was that no one could have anticipated that Jimmy Garoppolo would still be part of this team. Um, so we both missed that. Um, and then, of course, the subsequent release of uh, uh, Nate Sudfeld and Brock Purdy staying on the team. So some surprises there for sure. But um, I, I, I guess I wanted to see first and foremost what what your thoughts were in terms of like what were the biggest surprises for you from that initial roster um, and even really anything that's that's happened to the roster since then, anything that stands out to you when you look at it now in terms of like shocks either in a positive way or a negative way. Uh, I think you kind of nailed the first one, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. I was, it's still kind of mind-blowing to me. I thought for sure the man would be out of here, but he's still, he's still in the locker room. He's still, he's still a Niner, so it's that was a big shocking one. I did not expect him to be here for one year, but I get the reasoning why they're doing it. But as again, still didn't expect it to. Um, I think another one kind of surprised me was uh, the Trey Sermon one. Uh, Trey, or sorry, John Lynch mentioned that they had trade offers for Sermon, and yet they still waived him in hopes of getting him back on the practice squad. But I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself, like, why are you waiving this man when you could have got some a value out of him? Maybe. It's, a sixth round pick, a seventh round, who knows? And that that part kind of gets frustrating to me. Like you have a value, but yet you release this man, and the team that wanted to trade with you got him for free. <laughs> right. So that's that's just bizarre to me. Uh, other than that, I think. Oh, I think Tyler Croft made the roster as well. Right. That kind of yeah, surprised yeah. me. The four tight end, the four tight end um, group, and the five. Well, sorry. Well, technically five <laughs> running back group right. if if you count use check. Correct. Um, that kind of indicates that they're gonna run the ball a lot. Right. Well, no surprise there, really. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> the Tyler Croft thing, I believe, what he didn't initially make the roster, um, but was added. The, one of the weirdest ones for me was they kept Curtis Robinson um, on the initial roster so they could put him on IR so they could bring him back, which is kind of interesting. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't remember hearing a lot about him or seeing much from him during the preseason that would make me go, oh, that's definitely somebody who's going to stick around on this team. Um, but they thought, I guess, enough of him to be able to keep because if they had put him on IR before putting him on the on the roster, I believe they would have had to put him on IR for the whole season, and this way they can bring him back after a month or four weeks. Um, uh, and obviously him and, and Jimmy Ward also going on That's, uh, that IR. Um, and then we saw that strange situation with Trey Sermon. Like you said, I, I was really surprised, um, not necessarily that they kept him in the first place, um, because this is a team that that tends to value investments that they make in players, um, and draft position tends to matter in certain cases um, in, in those situations. So I wasn't really surprised to see Sermon and, uh, you know, Ty Davis Price and Jordan Mason and uh, 
uh, Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell, along with Juszczyk, as you noted. But then the what they did with with Sermon after that was the part that really confused me. Um, like you said, I I I was just I, I didn't it didn't make a lot of sense. It was sort of a baffling like if if the Eagles truly were going to offer you a pick, why not just say okay, fine, you know we we swung and missed on this one. Um, it it didn't work it didn't work out and we'll take your sixth round pick, even though we spent a third round pick on him. It, it is one of those strange things that um, for all the good that Shanahan and Lynch have done, they, they do each of them individually and together seem to have these sort of blind spots to a certain extent, but also like bizarre pl- times when they'll sort of stick their, their foot in the sand and say, you know, we're, we're, we're not moving. We're not, we're, we're standing on this spot. And I, it, this is yeah. just one of those weird ones that I don't quite understand. So um, I'm totally with you on that. I don't know if you had any other thoughts on the, on the roster as we head into week one. Uh, no, not really. I saw that George Odom is um, on the unofficial depth chart Right. that he's uh, listed as the starting full safety ahead of week one for Jimmy Ward since Ward is out for the first four weeks of the regular season. Mm-hmm. So I think, that's going to be something to keep an eye on um, for the first four weeks. Um, other than that, I don't. I think everything else is kind of set in stone. I'm still kind of just um, concerned about the center position. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Jake Brindle is going to do. I know Brunskill is still hurt out there, so they're down to basically just one center. So I, again, this is going to be a really weird trip to start <laughs> out but i'm hoping everybody gets healthy and hopefully the season starts out strong yeah the i, I did see the george Adam thing and I, that was another thing that i had noted to talk about was that that um depth chart as much as it is a depth chart um obviously it matters very little uh, it's just one of those things that the the pr team has to put together i i would fully expect one of either dante johnson or Deshaun gibson uh to be elevated for week one um essentially they have four weeks to cover uh with another safety so they could realistically if they feel comfortable with either one of those players i could see them you know elevating you know Gibson one week and then Dante Johnson the week after and then go back to Gibson and then go back to Dante Johnson and and then they don't have to sign either of them until they get until they've gone over that that two I think is how that how that works like once they've gone over the two if they want to elevate them a third time they have to activate them to the 53 man roster Um, that would be my guess is that one of them gets elevated Um, they do have uh, Taylor Hawkins on the practice squad as well. Uh, that's a safety, but I would I would imagine that the uh, the move would be to go with one of the the veterans. And I could also see a situation where it's just it's just Dante Johnson because they are pretty thin at safety. But if you look at the depth chart as well, they're they're pretty thin at in really in the defensive backfield altogether. Uh, you know, have uh, Traverius Ward or Mooney Ward as he would like to be called, um, and Emmanuel Mosley as your starters, and then you have. Ambry Thomas and Yamador Lenore there, and then you have um, uh, pretty much that's that's your depth there, along with Samuel Womack as the nickelback, and that's that's your cornerback room. And and uh, I I could certainly see them saying, okay, well Dante Johnson's going to be elevated um, in order to 
to make sure that they have both another safety option and another um, cornerback option because he's somebody who could step in in the outside or in, in the slot if they needed him to do that. So that probably makes the most sense as far as that's concerned, especially yeah. for these first couple of weeks. Uh, I think Tarverius Moore might be in our option if they do go down our safety because he ha- he does have that full safety, oh, sorry, free safety experience in the past. So that's another option they could go with, assuming he's uh, healthy and ready to go. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they have they have options, but is this going to be? It's going to be a, it's going to be a rough go, and if players start going down early. Yeah, agreed. Um, I mean, I think the good news is the first couple of weeks are probably going to be a a little lighter in expectations in terms of um, (laughs) the offenses that they're going to be running into. So hopefully, obviously, Ward is uh, Jimmy Ward's out for the first four weeks of the season, having gone on IR. But who knows? Maybe this is an opportunity um, for somebody else to, to get some reps and to step up and have that experience. There's always the opportunity, the option, of course, uh, Jaquaski Tart is out there have, after having gotten released by the, the Eagles. So maybe that reunion is in the cards. Who knows? Um, there, there are definitely options they can go. And um, I think it's probably the, the weakest part and the most concerning part of this defense for me um, heading into uh, the regular season is that safety position. And it, and it really, honestly, it was before. Jimmy Ward got hurt, but him being injured and missing at least a month, it, it just makes it worse, you know, from my yeah. perspective. Because it because now it's not only is it un, an unknown with those three players that are in that are on that on that roster, it's also very thin and concerning, as you say. If if someone else goes down, who's the next man up, and how deep can we can we go with it? Because it it doesn't look very very deep at this particular point. Yeah, I, I do agree that on your comment about the the next player up can give some reps with the first like the first two games is Chicago and Seattle and not to, you know, <laughs> underestimate them or anything, but I think it could be a good challenge for them to, you know, get their feet wet feet wet and everything and determine how well they can perform before heading to Denver and Stafford with the Rams with uh, Russell Wilson. They both uh, they both love to throw the ball deep down the field. So you had to more worry about those guys than mm-hmm. you know Justin Fields or Drew Locke. Yeah, agreed. Not to say, not to say that Fields can't throw down the field deep too because he can. But I'm more worried about the short and intermediate game with those two games than Denver. And LA. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Um, and, it, and I mean, who knows? Uh, the, the interesting part will, with the with the Seattle thing, and, you know, we won't necessarily need to get too deep into this since it's it's a couple of weeks away yet. Um, I did see, I don't know if you saw this on online somewhere, but Seattle was like, oh, we're going to wear these those hideous all green highlighter jerseys <laughs> for their opening yeah, I... for their opening game. And it was Geno Smith. <laughs> And I'm thinking, is Gino? I yeah, didn't see I'm that. like, like, you guys don't know who your quarterback is, do you? Oh man, that's not good. <laughs> um, like either someone in the PR department doesn't know who the who the actual starting quarterback is, or they actually haven't named one. I haven't actually, I, to be honest with you, I haven't looked, um, because 
they're the farthest thing from my mind at this particular juncture, which tells you a lot about how far that particular situation has fallen apart. Um, frankly, it doesn't really make that big of a difference. I think they're going to be terrible one way or the other, but um, we yeah. only hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you know, in about three weeks time, we won't be, I won't be eating my words on that particular one, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think my, my sort of final thought on the, on the roster is that I'm, I, as you said, I'm, I, I feel pretty good about this, this team, for the most part, there are, you know, a couple of spots that you noted specifically the center um, position and whether or not Brendel's going to be good enough to handle that and whether or not he's going to be, um, if he is good enough, is he going to be healthy all year to be able to, to, to stay in that spot? Because that was the one thing after, you know, the, the Weston Richburg experience um, where he just couldn't stay on the field for the, several years that he was here. The one thing that Alex Mack immediately provided, even though he was an, you know, an older player is the experience, but also he just was there. He, you know, there was never a doubt about whether or not he was going to play. And, um, you know, Brendel may or may not be the, the sort of answer there. Um, but the big question is going to be if, if he is going to be the guy for, for this year, you know, can he make sure that he's the guy for 17 games and hopefully longer into the playoffs. Um, you know, cause you know, Brenskill has done well there when called upon, but um, I, I think the consistency is going to be really important, um, especially considering it's looking like he's going to be starting next to a left guard who has, um, you know, handful, literal handful of NFL snaps and a right guard who has never played <laughs> in any NFL snaps <laughs> And came from a smaller, you know, a smaller college where, you know, he was the he was the man there and he was a you know bigger giant human being who ran over everybody, uh, but is not in this case anymore. So it'll be really interesting to see how that old line shakes out outside of, you know, Trent Williams, who's I'm not concerned about at all. But uh, yeah, the, the center and generally the own line and then the safety position. But out, outside of that, I'm not really concerned. And the and the offensive line is really just like, are they going to come together as a group? Because that's really the most important thing. Um, are they able to do that? And if they can do that, then I feel pretty confident that the, the, the offense will be good enough. And frankly, I think the defense, the defense especially the front seven, is going to be so good that the safety position worries me less than right. I think. I think that's where it comes down for me. Yeah, I, I think in the grand scheme of things, and I completely agree with everything you said. Um, and the one thing that always comes to my mind whenever we talk about the center position on Twitter, whatever, Kyle Shanahan mentioned a long time ago that the center position is the most important position on the offensive line because they're basically, you know, they're uh, basically the commander of the whole line. Yeah, I mean, you have to uh, guard your blind side on the left ta- on a tackle and everything but he says he's not really worried about the guards unless you're you know worried about the inside zone running but this seems an outside zone um, kind of team so you know guards i think they'll be i think they'll be fine uh again the scenario is going to be the big question mark but we'll see how the consistency is trent williams is already the, one of the best players in football uh 
McGlinchey, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, yeah. That's a question mark. It's, I think he's always going to be a question mark. His pass protection is one of the worst, I think. But his run blocking is really good. So, you know, you got to pick your poison kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I do agree with the defensive front. I think if they get to if they get to uh, pressuring the quarterback enough, you want to worry about the deep balls or anything. You want, you want to worry about the safeties at all because there'll be more uh, quick passes, like um, scr- right receiver screens, um, you know, little trickery on the on the back end or short plays. And I'm not if we just hold them to like you know three yard passes the whole game. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. Yeah. So, again, I do agree with what you said. It's just the bigger picture is center and safety is going to be something to keep an eye on the entire season and just hope that nobody goes down soon. <laughs> well, that's that's what you're always hoping, right? Just that everybody <laughs> right. stays healthy the whole year and then, and then we don't have any problems. Yeah. Um, good deal. All right, well... Let's um let's then I think good good uh, transition opportunity to to talking about this this week one game. So the uh, the 49ers are traveling to Chicago um to play the Bears in what uh, is expected to be uh, it looks like a at least a somewhat maybe uh, warm but also kind of windy and hot sorry windy and rainy day i don't know why i said hot twice um so warm warm and 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 rainy uh at the very least kind of foreboding in that direction which is you know not necessarily conducive to to the most beautiful uh football on the field but that's that's the way it is um of course it's a early start for uh the the west coast team uh that dreaded 10 a.m uh starting starting point um, for the uh, for the regular season uh, opener, hasn't really been a major problem of late. The Niners have actually under Shanahan been been quite good in those 10 a.m. games, uh, those 10 a.m. West Coast games. So the either the usually the one o'clock starting slots um, from the for the Eastern Standard uh, or for the Eastern Time Zone. Um, so it it generally hasn't been a problem whether or not it's opponents or um, the fact that they've just played well in those positions and, and or they're they're prepared i i don't know um so this is how we've been handling this uh on the on the podcast for the last year or so um so i, I want you to tell me um just one reason and i know i'm throwing this at you <laughs> without giving you time to think about it but but i think that that can can make for for more intrigue uh one one reason that you're optimistic about the 49ers chances of winning this game and then we'll and then we'll go back and forth on one reason for optimism and then we'll talk about one reason that you might be concerned about uh, about the team winning so uh zach i'll start with you one reason for that you're optimistic about about the niners winning I have two reasons. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I think you actually talked about the first one, uh, the weather. Uh, if it's rainy, you know they're not going to pass a lot, and that actually is an advantage to the Niners because they are a running team. So run that ball, and I think that could actually lead to a key advantage to bring down the, the Bears' defense, and I don't expect to be a lot of passes if it is raining. And, you know, I don't think it'd be muddy like it was in Washington back in 2019, but I think it'd be, you know, just enough to be kind of a little slippery. Um, and my second one is going to be, the Bears' offensive line. <laughs> I I don't think they're great. I mean, I I hope I don't. I hope this doesn't come back to bite me. But I don't think they look great. I hope the offensive line kind of tears them apart and gets a feels um, quite often. Uh, but yeah, I think those are two things that I'm pretty optimistic about. Yeah, I, I think I definitely agree with you on both those both those counts. Um, normally, you might be a little concerned about the weather, but as you said, it, it kind of plays into the Niners' hands into the way they want to play anyway. Especially because if you think about this, you know, it's Trey Lance's first start, and I can't believe we've actually gone this long without actually saying his name. I think um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Trey Lance's first start 
of his first full season as a starter, if he can ease into this a little bit, I think that actually works out to his benefit. If he doesn't have to walk in and, and I don't think this would be the play in any way, but if he doesn't have to walk in and throw the ball 35 times in week one, all the better. Um, in fact, you know, if they're able to, to get it to where he doesn't have to throw the ball 35 times for the next two weeks, great, right? That means that the running game is working and they're being and they're effectively able to to do the job. Um, and then, you know, like you said, this is a strength on a weakness in the in the strong in the strongest sense of that of that idea with the 49er defensive line versus the the Bears offensive line. Um, I'm I'm going to go similar to you. Um, in in my reason for optimism uh i i first of all i should say i i like justin fields i think he's a, a good player and i would have been happy if he had been the pick at three last year for the niners in a lot of ways but yeah same here I, he was he was my uh i'll be honest i he was my guy i thought yeah. he was going to be the pick and it was between him and lance yeah i'm happy with trey um i feel like justin's in a situation where he is right now right <laughs> but yeah, and that, i mean yeah but yeah justin was my guy that i really wanted in the draft but i'm okay i'm happy with trey yeah for sure um and and that's sort of where i was heading with it to actually uh, you sort of took the the thought right off right off the top of my head there is they've i just frankly they've just done a horrible job of of building around him and I mean, if you look at this offense, if you look at the the skill position players that they have surrounded Justin Fields with, we talked about the offensive line. It's just it's either very young or very inexperienced or, you know, they're playing players who are, you know, I, I, to be fair, similar things you could say about um, about the 49ers offensive line, except for there isn't a standout on this on this Bears line where you're like, oh yeah, okay, there are question marks all along here except for this guy. Um, you know, there's there's question marks at pretty much every position for the Bears offensive line, and it, it it it's it it would be concerning if I were a Bears fan for sure. But then you look at the rest of the group offensively, and you look at their their wide receivers. You know, Darnell Mooney and Equinemius Equinemius St. Brown, which is easy enough for me to say are listed as their starters, Byron Pringle and Bellius Jones Jr. are, you know, listed as their as their next level. And then Amir Smith Marset and our old buddy Dante Pettis um, are their I love, I love me some Dante Pettis. Yeah, man. Um <laughs> And if, frankly, if this team were even a little bit better, I'd be concerned about like the Dante Pettis revenge game, but um, I'm just not, um, frankly. Uh, but we'll see. You know, they they have some pieces on offense. You know, Cole Komet is a pretty uh, decent uh, tight end um, as the sort of main starter. I'm not sure that he induces a lot of fear. David Montgomery is a, a pretty good running back, um, but again, uh, whether or not he by himself is is something that I that worries me is not something that I feel confident in saying. And so, frankly, I think because of the conditions and because of the state of the the Bears roster at this particular point, I, I just feel very optimistic that the the Niners defense, which is clearly the the strength of the of this team, especially the defensive line, is going to have more than enough to to be able to to control this game, to put a lot of pressure on Fields and. I, 
yeah, maybe he's still due for, you know, a couple of individual moments of greatness. You know, I think of that touchdown that he scored, that crazy touchdown that he scored last year um, where it felt like he ran 50 yards from like the 20 just to, 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 <laughs> to score that touchdown. Um, but barring that happening like 12 times over the course of the game, I'm just not sure the Bears have enough to to keep up with uh, with the Niners. And if you factor in those other things that you're talking about, um, the fact that they're just not built for this situation, um, it just doesn't inspire a lot of, uh, of confidence for in their ability to to be better. So there we go. Yeah. All right. Um, but we, we, we have to be reasonable. Um, and this is the NFL. So theoretically there, you know, any given Sunday, as they say, um, so what would be your area of concern? What would be the thing that you think would put, uh, this for this particular matchup that would be that you look at and you go, Oh, if this happens, this would be worrying. Um, I think you actually kind of, you, you kind of mentioned it. Um, Justin Fields could be a problem. Uh, Niners do have, struggles against running or mobile quarterbacks and I think Justin Fields probably had his best game against the Niners uh, last year so I think that could be uh, a problem to kind of deal with uh, but I think I think Justin Fields could do you know some damage if they start throwing the ball more I'm not really worried about the running game it's I mean it's, it's fine um I like Herbert more than Montgomery, in my opinion. I think Herbert's a better runner, but that's just me. And I think another thing to kind of be um, cautious about is uh, their secondary. I, I do like their secondary a little bit. Uh, Jaquan Brisker was a draft press I kind of had um, for, like, you know, the mid-rounds. Um, they picked Tim up. Um, they have Kyler Gordon as well. I do like Kyler as well, too. So... And you already have Eddie Jackson, and he was a pro bowler back in 2017, or 17 or 18. I can't remember which one. I think it's, I want to say 18. And Roquan Smith is back, and then you have Robert Quinn for defensive end. Quinn's the only pass rush I'm only worried about. Nobody else really kind of pops out to me. It's like, oh, man, we got to double cover or um, double team this guy. i Nobody else is there. Roquan Smith is a very great, <clears throat> excuse me, a very great linebacker. I have great respect for him. But I think, but their secondary is kind of young too. So that might be an optimistic thing too. So I guess you go both ways. <laughs> so, I mean, but other than that, I think Justin Fields, you kind of have to be um, cautious for his um, his running ability. And I think that young secondary could pose a threat, but other than that, I think that's about it for me. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, just for the record, Eddie Jackson, two-time Pro Bowl selector and selection. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. 18, 2018 and 2019. So you were in the you're in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. um, good stuff. <laughs> um, hey, right off the top of your head, that's 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 impressive. I I couldn't have told you that. So that's that's good. Um, yeah, I think. Um, that's I, I sort of echo the things that you're saying. It, you know, if this Bears team is definitely stronger, I think overall on the defensive side uh, than they are on the offensive side. Um, and so I guess my area of concern would be if 
the 49ers offense kind of sputters uh, for all the various reasons. You know, the Bears defense has is coming in particularly hot that day or the weather forces, um, you know, makes it difficult for the Niners to be successful offensively. And and then it be and it ends up being one of those games where you're like under normal circumstances, you feel like the, the Niners would be just just there'd be no chance that the Bears would be in the game. But it's one of those annoying ones where they stick around, they stick around, they stick around. And you're like, OK, can, can, can you just finish them off like this is like, why is it still 17 to 13 in the at the beginning of the fourth quarter? Like, why is this why is this game not over? Um, yeah. And, and it, there's that sense of this game is closer than it has any business of being um, you know, very similar to the game that they played. These two teams played last year where uh, the Niners offense was very, very slow in getting started. And it took some individual magic from, from our, our favorite Debo uh, to save, the, <laughs> to save the season. Um, twice I'm, actually. That was yeah, twice yeah. in that game. Yeah. I actually have um, one of my favorite Jimmy Garoppolo throws ever. <laughs> well, that's very surprising. Sh- is that a long list? I don't. I'm not sure. Ooh, sorry. It's not uh, a very long list at all. <laughs> sorry, Jimmy. We're not trying to. <laughs> anyway. um, but yeah, so that would that's sort of my area of concern is that you know it's week one. For some reason, they just don't come out firing on all cylinders in the way that they can be, which, for various reasons, could be expected. Again, if the weather is bad or if if they decide that they need to game plan differently because of it's Lance's first start and, uh, of this season, obviously he had, you know, two last year, but, um, and, and then they, and then they put themselves in, in positions where playmakers like Rokon Smith and, and, and Ed Jackson and, and, and Jaquan Brisker, who you noted can step in and, and make plays and you want to take those opportunities away from them. And, uh, that's all about, you know, establishing the game early early on and so that would be my area of concern is that it's just it's too close for too long and then the bears feel like they can come in and and well hey maybe we can win this game like it's you know they're letting us kind of stick around and um we'll see how that how that goes so all right yeah i i do yeah i do um i appreciate that i do appreciate that you saying that because the the first thing that comes to mind to me is the, the very first game against the lions last year mm-hmm when they were killing them and then they let them come back, I was like, no way they actually let them come back and beat yeah. us, do they? And that was close, man. That was very close to letting them come back. And then the Eagles next week, 17 11. These games were just, I feel like the offense just stalls. Yeah. And that's what, that was kind of my problem with Jimmy as a quarterback. And I've been saying this since, like, even before Trey got drafted. I was like, and there's a whole Mac Jones uh, controversy and everything. And I said this, like, listen, if you Mac, if with, if you guys get Mac Jones, you're going to win games. If you draft Justin Fields or Trey Lance, you're going to dominate. And that's what I want. I want to dominate teams. I don't want to just win. I just want to dominate these <laughs> teams that have no business, you know, winning really against a top five or top three roster. Yeah, agreed. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. And I will be very interested to see because I think the first the first half will be really important for this game. Like they need to get off to a good start, you know, get a couple of scores. You know, if if they're not if they don't score at least once or twice in the first quarter um, and have, you know, again, keeping in mind that the weather could play some factor on how quickly they're able to score 
and it may be like a, a lower score, a lower scoring game, you know, time of possession type of thing where the Niners end up with, you know, three quarters of the possession uh, because they're just running the ball down their throats. And in those cases, you're probably not going to see these long runs where they're scoring touchdowns easily. But um, I, 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 I'm not like terribly concerned about that, but I do, I do find that's in the back of my mind when I think about this game. Um, it's week one. Things weird things tend to happen in week one. You talked about the Lions game from last year, which was just agonizingly awful. Like, you know, third quarter, we're like, yeah, we're trashing these guys, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> what yeah, is Jared I, Goff doing? Like, it's, please make it's never stop. over till it's over. So I always, I'm like, all right, cool, we're beating these guys, and all of a sudden, like, yeah, we're gonna lose, aren't we? <laughs> oh gosh, that would have been the worst. Losing to Jared Goff after we just got rid of him. So very similar <laughs> scenario coming up in week three of this season where it's like, we finally got rid of this guy, and there he is again. Yep. More on that <laughs> to come. All right. Um, well, Zach, one last thing I'd, I'd ask of you for, before, I, before we wrap up for this episode, um, and that is what do you think is going to happen? What's your prediction, uh, both in terms of who the winner is and uh, what, you know, just take a stab at what you think a final score might be. Uh, for the uh, for the game on Sunday, uh, I again any game any game on Sunday, so I never underestimate a team. Like even when the Niners played Jaguars last year, I was like, they can still beat us. They're, they're, they can, um, <laughs> but you know, I think I do like the Niners' chances. It's only like we talked about. It's going to be Trey's first game as um, week one starter. Uh, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs throughout the season. I think this game is going to be a good uh, way to get his feet wet and get into a rhythm with his offense. Um, but with the red weather coming in, I do expect a lot of running. I would be actually surprised if he passed more than 25 times in this game. Um I do see the Niners running at least 30 times, if not more. Uh, I I do hope they do beat the Bears. I'm kind of expecting like a 27 to 13 kind of win. I think the defense will come out on top of uh, Justin Fields' offense. I I just think the defense will be too much for them. But again, it's you never know. But uh, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. So <laughs> we'll we'll see. I'm I'm a I'm a realist. I'm I try to be optimistic. I try to be optimistic as much as I can. But at the same time, yeah, like look at the league. Like, hey, you make a win this league. Don't yeah. get cocky. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm with I'm right there with you. But I'm also <laughs> I'm also right there with you on almost almost completely. I had. I had written down 24 to 10 49ers win on this particular That's one. That's pretty close. Um, I, I could see it being a situation where one of those scores is a defensive touchdown or it's a turnover that shortens the field significantly. And so you look at the overall numbers and it ends up being a lot closer looking, you know, total offense and all those, you know, not so snazzy numbers look very similar um, kind of low passing numbers, relatively higher pa- rushing numbers. I'm definitely in agreement uh, in terms of like they're going to hit that 
you know, Kyle Shanahan's almighty 30 rushing attempts, um, <laughs> you know, be it 20 for Elijah Mitchell and, you know, 10 plus for between, you know, Debo and Jeff Wilson and whoever else he decides to get the ball to. Um, I haven't mentioned Elijah Mitchell yet, although I think he is still on, on track to play. I would actually be a little surprised. I said he 20 snap 20 carries for him, but that might end up being a little high seeing as he hasn't played all preseason, but I, I think he'll be in the mix. Um, I think it's going to be a running back by committee kind of thing and we'll see how it goes. But I, I do, I do feel good about the, the Niners chances of, of winning the game. I feel pretty, pretty good about their, their, um, the way that they matched up, even if the the weather isn't great. Um, I also wanted to point out that you said Trey was going to get his feet wet and I wanted to say literally. Fair point. Fair point. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, Zach, I appreciate you uh, coming in and uh, being my co-host for uh, this episode and for filling in for for Peter. Um, it, did you want to uh, to plug anything? Anything that you've written on the site lately, or anything you got coming up, or just you know tell people where they can follow you on social media or anything like that before I let you go? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I'm kind of here and there on articles so but you know you can follow me on twitter at zeke 24 um my fiance and i are actually working on a movie tv show podcast it's called i see enough podcast oh nice you, you can find that at ise podcast on twitter um we've been we only have four episodes so far so i mean it's a it's a start. Um, this is what you really want to do for a long time, and we watch movies and shows together quite a bit. And I think you know, I think you know why not? Let's just let's go ahead and do a <laughs> podcast and stuff. So she's really enjoying it. So I'm I'm happy for both of us and for her especially. <laughs> Very cool. Well, again, uh, thanks, Zach. I appreciate you jumping in with us uh, today. Go follow him on Twitter and read all of his stuff on, when it comes out on Niner Noise. Uh, certainly appreciate him being part of the team and uh, hope to maybe we can uh, have you back here in a couple weeks. I have no idea what, what Peter's schedule is, so um, <laughs> maybe we'll be in touch here uh, but, pretty soon. Yeah, th- and I really do appreciate this. It, again, it's been a while since I've done, I've been a guest on a podcast, so it's, you know, it's, it's weird, but it is really fun, and I'm really glad you brought me along onto this yeah man happy to do it all right thanks for listening to this edition of the niner noise podcast part of the fan-sided pad podcast network uh thanks to zach greer for joining us again and uh many thanks to peter fantasy and his uh continued leadership uh for the niner noise crew as it were um and i hope he and his uh family are doing well um, as always, uh, please continue to check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And of course, share it with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.